When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. One of your earlier posts from March 25th, 2021 said discipline is for losers. Mm. What is that? So I often compare discipline to something negative, you know, because you get disciplined when you misbehave, you get disciplined when you fall short. Mm-hmm. I like to kind of spin it a little bit and say self-regulation. Self-regulation is your ability to monitor your behavior, your ability to regulate your emotions and your ability to be in control. Mm. I don't want to be a person that's always focused on being disciplined. I want to be a person that has mastered self-regulation, a person that has mastered being able to say yes, being able to say no, and then simultaneously being able to play with the balance of balance. Most people apply self-discipline and they neglect so many beautiful things that they could experience in life because, oh, well, I just got to be hard on myself. Mm-hmm. No, not necessarily. You just have to self-regulate, understand how to manage your life and understand that it's a lot more enjoyable when you are a person that has self-control as opposed to a person that is just following a set of rules over an extended period of time. What is self-regulation though? Because if you regulate the wrong things, you're going to work a job that you hate, you're going to go through a path that you don't enjoy, and then you find 10 years gone down the path and nothing has changed. I mean, I think it all comes down to self-regulating good and bad things. So a, a good thing at the wrong time can be a bad thing. Just like a bad thing in an opportunistic time could have a positive switch to it. So it's not about self-regulating crack cocaine. You know what I mean? It's about understanding that if you have too much of a good thing and you don't apply this self-regulation, it can be negatively affecting you. How does that feed into time? Because everything that has a cause has an effect. So let's say if we self-regulate today and we remove an aspect of our diet or a food or a drink, that'll have an impact in a few years time. But how do you think about that for the impact of what you've done? Because it's a communal effort that applies over the course of five, 10, 20 years. I mean, it's interesting. I think self-regulation, you can look at it short-term and long-term. So it has short-term consequences, but it also has long-term consequences. Mm -hmm. What I always tell people is in my decision-making process, I never want to make irreversible decisions. So you never want to make decisions that you cannot reverse. So for example, I go fuck a bitch, get get that girl pregnant. I can't reverse that decision. 
It's, it's done. My life will fundamentally be different. Had I self-regulated and kept my dick in my pants, mm. I would have been able to avoid decision-making, right? And consequences that will fundamentally change my life. So in the self-regulation process that I apply, I always avoid things that I can uh, never fundamentally change. So I like to be able to, if I make a decision, because I, I can't see 20 years in the future, right? So those have real world consequences, these decisions. So I want to make sure that any decision that I make has a reversibility factor to it. Mm, what about on like a micro basis? So the decisions you're making today, food, health, diet, work, where you be, what you're working on, and the impact that will have even in the short term, six, 12 months ahead. I mean, that comes down to self-regulation with regards to how I feel today. Mm. And does this help me achieve my daily goals? So for example, if tomorrow I have a very important meeting, it would be foolish for me not to self-regulate and go out tonight, super late, go party, go drink, because it doesn't play into my ethos, into my objective short term. So you have your short term objectives in order to complete your long-term mission. Yeah, of course. Talk to me about like the self-sabotage aspect around that, right? Because maybe people know they shouldn't be going out. Maybe they know they shouldn't be like abusing drink or drugs or food, but they still go and do it though. It's like, what do you think is at play there? I mean, it's two perspectives. What I tell people in the first, the first side of the, the coin is make it so hard to lose that it becomes easy to win. So if you have junk food in your house and you're overweight, mm -hmm. then what you're doing is you're creating a battle that shouldn't be there, right? Mm -hmm. So what I need to do is remove all sort of distractions, understanding that I have a goal in mind. But most people, they enjoy to do things that fuck them up. They enjoy to do things that aren't going to push them forward because Boy. they have no objectives and no goals. That's one side. And then the other side is understanding that there is real factors of addiction real factors of psychological warfare mm -hmm. that apply into how we operate that control us. So for example, how do you know that going out and partying and drinking is the ultimate version of fun? If you haven't experienced a plethora of versions of fun, mm -hmm. if all you know is that, then that's what you're going to revert to. So what I tell people is don't fall into the bullshit. Don't fall into the psyop of what somebody else has told you is enjoyable, go and explore multiple things and don't become a slave to anything. The moment you become a slave to something, you lost. Mm. One of my observations of you is the fact that you don't have big commitments. You don't have a house. You're not stuck to one position. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. How important is that for you to be mobile and flexible? I mean, it's super important. It's different for everybody. I'm also on the younger side of life, so yeah. I don't want to make decisions that anchor me in a specific location or that occupy my mental real estate. So you can only occupy your mental real estate with certain amount of things every single day. Yeah. So I have things that I want to accomplish. If I'm figuring out when do I have to pay the mortgage? When does the gardener have to come home? Uh, how do I maintain my cars? Yeah, some people want these difficulties and these troubles. I just find so much peace and tranquility in having an open schedule, having freedom of mind so that I can develop myself. And if I'm not focusing on leveling myself up, 
then I find it uncomfortable. And it usually comes when I'm obliged or obligated to do certain things that are maintenance type things. And I want to stay away from that. That's the conditioning that's happening from the very early stages. Yes. And you've wrote about before how if you can rewire your brain from like, you know, early stages, the impact that that's had, then you can have a life in abundance, true wealth and everything. How much do you think that it can be changed and how much do you think that can be just hardwired into us? Because people will say that the earlier years of your development will have a big impact for the rest of your life. I mean, it's true. Uh, it is often said, I think the Jesuits say, give me a child from the age zero to seven, I can tell you who they will be for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Because you have this, this time, right, from zero to seven, where your brain is very malleable and moldable. That's why the school system, they want to catch you early, right? That's why when you're five years old, they ask you, hey, what's your dream job? Not, hey, who do you want to become? What type of, what type of friend do you want to be? How do you develop a moral compass? No, no, no. What type of job do you want? What's your dream job? So you're automatic conditioned and wired from an early age. So understanding that, you can also reverse it. And what people don't understand is that there's a deprogramming process, right? And there's an antivirus that you need to apply in a filtration system as to how you operate. I call it the filtration system of truth right? You can use the scientific method. You can use different mental frameworks that let you arrive to a conclusion. Mm -hmm. And what I've understood in my career, in my life, is that oftentimes people don't stop. They don't think and they don't evaluate the long-term consequences of their decisions. And if they did, just stopped for five minutes and asked themselves, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, is this actually good for me? Is this serving me? And many times when you answer no, you're like, okay, well, it doesn't serve me now as an intelligent individual, even if I stumble and fall and I mess up, at least I'm self-aware. Mm. A lot of the time is it's the other commitment though. Yes. Because we talked about how you do things that you don't want to do. So let's say you get the job and you move to New York and now you've got this big ass apartment that's costing you $5,000 a month. You're tied into it for a year. So if you hate that job in Goldman Sachs, yes. you can't unwind from it. Does that make sense? Yes. And it's a but, combination. But you can. You can. But it's the situation that has put you in a position Correct. for you to be able to yes, reverse yes, yes. engineer let's, that. Let's talk about that. So this is super important. Most people, right? Most people's problems are self-induced. 100%. So nobody told you that you have to rent that apartment. Nobody told you that you have to get that job. Nobody told you that you had to move that to that city. And what you have to do is realize that in that, that decision-making process, what you're doing is self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. And... What you can do is make short-term commitments, test things out, evaluate whether it is or isn't for you. And if you realize, hey, you know what? This isn't necessarily what I want in life, then you can change. I wouldn't tell a person, hey, don't go to move to New York. Don't go spend 10 grand in an apartment. Don't go. I wouldn't say that. Go do it. Test it out. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not for you. But don't be afraid to test it out. But then don't be afraid to say, fuck off. I'm going to go try something new. Yeah. It's a rewiring process takes so long. I think think it's the identity. I think people Mm. attach their identity to, well, if I have a smaller apartment, people are going to judge me. If I have a worse job that maybe I enjoy more, Mm -hmm. people are not going to like me. Or I need to make X amount of money in order to have validation or self-worth. And these are the lies. These are the deceits. And these are the the self... uh, the self thoughts that kind of enter somebody's mind that aren't true. Mm. So for example, let's say somebody's working a finance job. Say they don't enjoy it. 
in their mind, they're like, well, I still need to pay for bills. Therefore, this is what I have to do. No, 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 no. The reason you have to pay for bills is because you brought those bills upon yourself. 100%. So if you don't want the responsibility because you don't want the gig and you don't want the job, then what you need to do is unwind that process. Mm -hmm. And once you unwind that process, then you have mental clarity. Once again, mental real estate in order to make good decisions. Well, that's what COVID allowed people to do, right? Because when you were didn't have to commute to Goldman Sachs and you were sitting at home, you freed up all this time. And I was number one victim for this because mm. I was working in consulting at the time and I was looking at my calendar being like, what am I doing with myself? And I was stuck at home, right? That's when I discovered Man's Search for Meaning and I was reading that, studying that really closely and I began to realize what I wanted. Now, that wasn't building a business at the time. It was something social. It was interaction. And that's how it started. And that was the big philosophy was the fact that I could think for myself clearly and that still became a multi-year process yes. to get there. So my kind of concern with this sometimes is the fact that people meet the wall of resistance and then they realize then this is difficult and instead of sticking with that process, they'll just fuck off and do something else. Yeah, I mean, you have the path of least resistance and usually the path of least resistance or you know, the broad way is the way that everybody takes. It's easier to get a job today. It's easier to work a nine to five today, but when you're 65, mm. when you're 70, was that path of least resistance actually beneficial? Or did you buy into the lie that hard work or that hitting yourself against the wall is a bad thing? And what I've come to realize is that there's two types of pains in life, right? The pain of discipline or the pain of self-regulation mm. where you actually take control of your life and it hurts, right? Like, you, you did professional weightlifting. You did professional training. There's a process. You probably hit plateaus of physique. You probably hit times where you hurt your body and you had to repair. These are challenges. Most people would quit. Mm. But then you have the pain of regret. And then the pain of regret weighs so much more because it weighs in your mind. And what I've come to understand is that if you can self-regulate and you can go through the pain of exploration, go through the pain of of not knowing, go through the, the hardships of, of uncertainty, which comes with entrepreneurship and comes mm -hmm. with paving your own way. It's a lot better than the pain of regret that most people end up experiencing when they don't take control of their lives. What do you regret? Nothing. Over the course of the years? Never. Because I never make irreversible decisions. Therefore, I have nothing to regret. What have you had to unlearn to relearn? Everything. I had to unlearn the fact that I am not who people have told me that I am, that I'm not what, you know, uh, a school teacher dictates that my future is, that I'm not what my parents think that I am, that I'm not what religious structures tell me that I am, mm -hmm. that I am whoever I choose to be. And that's the most important thing that I've truly learned in my life is that not only can I determine who I am, but in the future tense, I can, through my actions, determine who I will become. How did you learn that process? Was that from looking at yourself or was it like true education? Because the way you learn is, is pretty unique in the way you think about things. Like I said, Henry Ford said it best, you know, the hardest job in the world is to think that's why most people don't do it. I spent eight years, I, I made a couple million dollars in e-commerce early on. And uh, one of my deep desires was I need to learn how to develop mental frameworks. I need to learn how to think. I need to learn why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I spent literally eight months sitting around a fire every single day. I had a, I had a fireplace in my house, just thinking, hmm. thinking about why I'm doing things, <clears throat> why I want things in life. Who do I want to have these things with? What type of 
things I enjoy. And you begin to learn more about yourself the more you spend time with yourself. Most people, they sit in the car, they turn on the radio, blast that motherfucker loud, dude. Mm. Noise, distractions. They, they can't sit with themselves five minutes. They can't handle it. And it's a process of realizing that if you're by yourself and you feel lonely, then you have a lot of self-work to do. I enjoy being by myself. I enjoy being in my mind because I'm learning who I am. Most people go through life not knowing anything about themselves. They think that they're their name. Mm -hmm. They think that they're this three-dimensional piece of flesh that walks around. They think that they're their nationality or their religion. No, these are things that have been put upon you. Mm -hmm. And once you break away from these things, once you understand that you truly are a limitless individual, then the game begins. But you have to get to the point where you believe these things. The Bible says it best. Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it all starts in the mind because the mind, right, leads to actions. Actions lead to habits. Habits lead to lifestyle. So if you want to change your lifestyle, you need to retroactively change your mind. And that's the starting point. That's the catalyst of all things.